Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is the one thing that a person cannot live without? Well, the answer for us should be simple. It is the word of God that delivers us Jesus through the proper distinction of law and gospel. The Bible says that man cannot live on bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. We know this to be true, but we often act as if it is not. When money is tight, we act as though man lives by every dollar that he can gather into his bank account. When classes are tough and they get tough, we act as though man lives by every good grade that he can accomplish. And when we feel alone, We act as though man cannot live without the acceptance or the approval of others. We look to the things of this world to give us peace. So often we trade in the pure teaching of Christ through the proper distinction of law and gospel for acceptance from others. We seek out pastors and teachers who fill us with what we want to hear instead of what we need to hear. They promise us peace, happiness, and good relationships if we only do what they say. They do use Bible verses, but they use God's word to deliver us what we want, not the Savior that we need. And sometimes pastors, myself included, are tempted to want the approval of other people over the desire to be faithful to God's word. We are tempted to overlook sins that are hurting somebody else and not talk about them because we don't want the people to get mad at us. You see, God's law, when it's taught properly, it kills the sinful nature. This can cause a hostile reaction in the hearer that wants to keep his or her own sin. And most pastors, if they're anything like me, are scared about those confrontations. But Jesus, in our gospel, says... Don't think that I have come to bring peace on earth. No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on in one house there will be five divided against three and two against three. They will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother. What Jesus is saying is, What you say about me, it can even divide your closest relationships on earth. God's word is painful 
the same way that cancer treatment is painful. It identifies our faults. It identifies our sins. It points out this. We are not okay on our own. It shows us the reality of our condemnation underneath of God's law. And nobody wants to be found guilty. But God's word shows us the reality of our guilt. It shows us that we deserve temporal and eternal punishment over wealth and prosperity that we think we deserve. I mean, when things go bad in your life, don't you ever feel like, why me? I don't deserve this. I mean, this past week, Rose and I had to get new tires, which cost a pretty penny. Then we had to get a new water heater. And we're like, why is this condemnation coming down on me? And you know what? I hate it when somebody points out my own faults. I absolutely hate it. When I hear them, it's all I can do to not try and defend myself and show that person telling me that I'm really a good person no matter what they think. Everybody's like this. We don't like to be told that we're wrong. We want to be told that we're good. Scratch that. We want people to think we're great. Our Old Testament lesson says, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds. Really, they're telling you what you want to hear so that you will like them. I'm the same way. I, I had a friend uh, just, just this past week apologize to me for something that they, that they did that was not good. Instead of saying, I forgive you, I said, don't worry about it. I didn't want them to think that they were as bad as they really were. Why? Because I was afraid to have that division between friends. These false prophets, they say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. Don't worry about it. And everyone who stubbornly follows their hearts, they say, no disaster shall come upon you. We don't need preachers who tell us how great we are. We need preachers who speak God's word. And that means they speak the fullness of the law. And the law justly condemns each and every one of us to death. When we, thanks be to God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, agree with our sentence and admit that we have sinned against the Lord, we admit that we deserve nothing but punishment both now and in eternity, the Holy Spirit gives us something that we could never earn. 
He gives us Jesus. He gives us the gospel. And Jesus said, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. The law's already done that. But in order, he sent him in order that the world might be saved through him. If we don't agree with the law, we don't think we need saving. But if, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we see the truth of God's law and the just condemnation that it brings, then we are overwhelmed by God's love for us in Jesus. We could never earn the love of God. The Bible says while we were yet sinners, while we were enemies of God, he showed his love in that he sent his son. He saved us. We needed saving. And he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So that having been justified, the sins wiped away, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs. You're not only justified, you're not only forgiven, you are a child of God now an heir of the kingdom. In baptism, he cleansed that filthy person that was soiled with death. And he not only cleansed you, he made you into a new creation. And if you have not been baptized, God is calling you to those waters. He desires that you be saved, not condemned. Where death once reigned, now life reigns. Where once there was only despair, now there is hope. And once we were orphans, but now we're children of God. Baptism is nothing other than the water instituted by Jesus and combined with God's word. And each and every week we continue to gather around God's word, not because we're more pious than the people outside of this building. No, we gather around God's word because it delivers us Jesus the one we were baptized into, the one we cannot live without. No job, no relationship, no car, no amount of money is worth us giving up the word of God that delivers us the Savior of the world. That is why the people in our Hebrews reading were willing to give up their lives before they were willing to give up God's word. 
They suffered mocking and flogging, chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. We can't even visualize what that would look like. And they endured it for one reason. They would not give up the word of God and the Savior that it delivers. They suffered because they chose to hold on to the one that no man can truly live without. If you would pray with me. Lord, keep us steadfast in your word. Curb those who by deceit or sword would wrest the kingdom from your son and bring to naught all he has done. Defend your holy church that we may sing your praise eternally. And Holy Spirit, by your word and sacrament, Keep us with Jesus Christ in the one true faith and never allow us to trade in your word of Christ for the fleeting things of this world. For your word is the only thing in this world that will endure to everlasting life. And we pray since we are in this place that you would bring the Purdue community and the world to receive your life-giving word. In the name of Jesus, amen. We rise.